Good evening. Welcome to This One Life, Stories That Shape You. I'm Sharon Witt and my special guest for this Mother's Day edition this evening is Rebecca Sparrow, who is probably well known to a lot of you who have uh, tween girls. Beck Sparrow has, um, over the last 20 years, been a travel writer, a television publicist, marketing executive, magazine editor, TV script writer, radio producer, newspaper columnist and an author. She's written some incredible books including Find Your Tribe and Ask Me Anything. She also writes for Mamma Mia, has hosted two seasons of the award-winning health and happiness podcast The Well and I guess is just an amazing force for helping raise our young girls. And she joins me this evening. Good evening, Beck. Thank you, Sharon. I'm going really well. I'm very excited to talk to you. Uh, I'm absolutely thrilled. You are someone I've wanted to have on my show for a long time. Um, I first of all want to begin with this. Um, You and I, both massive Young Talent Time fans from way back, I think we're about the same era, I think. I think so, yeah. You just recently um, chatted to Bevan. Was that like a real um, fangirl moment for you? It was. It, it was a 14-year-old me died. Like, I just couldn't believe it. So even though I'm now 49, talking to him took me right back to the 80s to when I was a teenage girl. I used to watch him on, on the TV. So I couldn't really, I actually couldn't quite believe it. it. Sounds It sounds funny, I guess, but I was still starstruck because I think that those memories we have, those feelings that we had when we were teenagers of of TV shows we loved and pop stars and actors that we love, those feelings don't go away. They, you know, they're so strong, I think. Um, and so it was a real thrill to talk to him. And of course, he's lovely. He's yes. just, he was just wonderful. Yeah. Uh, they don't go away. We are the same era. I just turned 50. And um, my young talent time days, like that's literally my childhood. I mean, I think it was. I, I'm having in my mind it was a Sunday night, but I could be wrong. But was it a Sunday Saturday night? night? It was a Saturday, Saturday night. night. Okay. Yeah, so we, we crossed over with um, Hey Hate Saturday. So we probably had Young Talent Time or were they on the same time? I can't remember. But I do yeah. remember. See, I, I don't know about you, but I had favourites that kind of, they changed because Katie Van Ray was one of, I think I really loved her at one stage and I'm pretty sure mm. she sent me a fan card because I would have written to her. <laughs> Did you write fan Same, cards wrote, to any of them? Yes, yeah. yes. I wrote to, to Danny Minogue yes. and, and still have somewhere the photocopied reply that she sent me telling me that her, um, her dog's name was Gabby and oh. her favourite song to sing was True Blue by Madonna. And um, yeah. Like so she it was actually just, wrote back to you? She replied? Well, it was, it was a photocopy. I, I think mm. it was – this was interesting, Sharon. When I spoke to Bevan – he said that they received thousands of letters each week. Like literally all the team members received so many letters that it was actually their their parents oh, who would, would often to. be in charge. So he never read. He said he couldn't speak to the other team members, but he never really ever had time to read the fan mail. Wow. And, um, and it was the parents sending out the replies and... Yeah. Because these like, kids were still in school. I mean, they would not have the time. But oh, you wanna, I, can go, I can go one up from Danny Minogue. So when Kylie first started in Neighbours, and you'll have to brace yourself here, Beck, I yeah. wrote um, a little letter to her. I wanted to be an actress on Neighbours, obviously. Um, I became a drama teacher instead. But, you know, we all want yeah. to be an actress. And I wrote yeah. to Kylie and asked her, 
some advice. And you know what? She sent me back the fan card signed with her name, but also on the envelope, she wrote me three sentences. I will never (gasps) forget it. I have still in my little box somewhere an envelope with Kylie Minogue's little response back to me. She told me that she went to a little audition at Crawford's that she wasn't meant to go to with her sister, Danny, and she got the part. And she told, gave me some advice, and I've still got that. In fact, I think I sleep wow. with it under my pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. But I wanted to start with that because, you know, you and I both do a lot of work with teen girls. I mean, I work with them. I teach them. You do a lot of investing into their lives and helping mm. parents. And really those years can be so formative, can't they? And we do remember what it was like to be a teen girl. And for us, I think it was pretty, it felt pretty carefree back then, didn't it? It did. And I think, look, I think the thing is, and I think the the fantastic thing about us reminiscing about our obsession with young talent time is that I often say to parents, you need to take your teenager seriously because, you know, the things that they're invested in are really important to them. They are. You know, they're they're a big deal. And, And when we make fun of them or tease them, I, I, that in a way can be really hurtful to them because the mm. things that, you know, there is no love stronger than when a teenage girl is, whether, you know, it's for her best friend or for a band or, you know, a TV show. And I think it's such an easy way to connect with your teenager, boy or girl, when we're willing to take an interest in what they're interested in. I think so often as parents, Sharon, we have all these high and mighty ideas of what we want, you know, think mm. our kids be reading and watching and, you know, let's watch this documentary. Yeah. And of course it's very worthy, but sometimes the best thing to do is to go into their world, yes. you know, and sit and watch their favourite, whether it's a YouTube channel or a TV show or listen to an album or whatever it is. So it's really nice us kicking off by thinking about the things that we loved um, when we were that age, absolutely, it's still with us, Sharon. It's still with it's us. It's still with us. And one of the <laughs> look, one of the best gifts. And I'm not sure how old Ava is. How old's your uh, your daughter? Twelve. 12 she's twelve. Exactly. So she's probably almost there. She's probably on the cusp. But probably my biggest delight in my entire world is when my daughter watched Mamma Mia, the show, and discovered mm-hmm. ABBA and loved it as much as I did growing up. She oh, loved special. ABBA as yeah. much as me, and we love nothing more than dancing around the house to ABBA together, united, both yeah. of us. That's part of our teenagehood. I love yeah. that. Oh, it's so special when you have that mo- those moments. But it's also, on the flip side, really painful, and I want to acknowledge, it can be really painful as, um, as a parent, particularly as a mum, when your child rejects... <laughs> You know, she has no interest in something that was really special to you. And I, I know a few times over the years on my on my Facebook page, we've talked about that pain mm. of when you've loved something and wanted to share it and your child is like, no, I don't get that. I'm not interested. Yeah. And it can be painful. So, you know, parenting is not easy. That's Sharon. not easy. <laughs> the most painful thing for me, and I'm, you did bring this up and I'm going to have to have a bit of therapy again for this because I thought I was over it. But... E.T. My daughter would not watch E.T. the movie with me and thinks it's not good. She just thinks, no, I don't even know what the big deal was. E.T. was like a beautiful movie when we grew up and she's got no interest in watching it. No interest. I I felt 
I felt insulted when I tried to get my daughter when she was younger to sit down and watch old clips of the Brady Bunch and she was like, This is boring. I was like, What? Like Oh no. What? No. The Brady I Bunch, no, we Brady have back to back. We've back to back watched the Brady Bunch, but no, Little House in the Prairie, no, she thought that was boring as no. well. Yeah. So it's, I guess it's, you it's know like out. <laughs> it's a bit I guess it's about finding that um you know, the thing that we can relate to, I guess, together, yeah. finding that little you know Yeah, it is. It is. And, and as I said Sometimes we're the adult in the room, it's us making the effort to go into their world. Because so often we have the agenda of, you're going to love this, or let's do this, or try this, or listen to this. But, you know, it, there's a lot of brownie points in us taking an interest in what their thing is. Absolutely. So I really recommend that to, to parents to try that, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So it's good. Not- so, Beck, I want to ask you, um, what was your background? Were you a teacher? Uh, Oh, I mean, you've had. Oh no, you weren't a teacher, were you? You've been um, magazine editor, travel writer. So you've obviously done journalism, a lot of writing. Yeah. So my background is in um, communications, really, and I kind of, I guess, I'm in an area now that I never sort of thought I would be. Um, it was when I wrote my first novel um, back in 2003, called The Girl Most Likely. I ended up. Um, Constantly, even though that book was not written for a teenage audience, it was about a girl um, who's 27 who's reminiscing about the fact that when she was at school, she was the girl most likely. And then mm. she ends up at the age of 27 <clears throat> having a bit of a quarter life crisis. Yeah. And for some reason, I kept being asked to go into schools to talk about the messages that are in that book. And that's really what I guess set me on my path. I, I mean, I had always wanted to be a teacher and never sort of went down that road. Um, but working with, I guess, for nearly 20 years now, working in schools with teenagers um, and tweens now mm. is my big passion. I'm, I mean, if if I thought about what is my purpose, I guess my big passion or the, what I think my purpose is, is I'm really passionate about helping kids enjoy school. That's my big thing. It's like mm. not talking about maths class or geography or anything like that. I'm talking about really the, the social aspect yes. of it. What can I? What help can I give them to enjoy being at school? What tips can I share with them with navigating friendships, I guess, and feeling a sense of belonging and being included? So that's my, yeah, that's the reason I get up in the morning. Absolutely. And you know what? You are a teacher, though, because when we're investing in kids and we're going into schools, you are a teacher. I mean, you, you actually are. Um, and our kids do need that. They, those primary school, high school years, especially those tween years, can be really fraught and they can be really tough. And so having that guiding light, that lighthouse, that person that can come along and say, hey, here's some tips, here's some strategies is wonderful. Beck, we're going to come back after the break because I've got so many questions I want to ask you. Um, so please stick around and uh, we'll be back right after this break with Rebecca Sparrow. <laughs> 